And we're in, I believe. I hope. Yes, we are. <laughs> so you're listening to Shouldn't You Be Working with me, Sam Peck, and Mark Ellings. And this is the show where we meet people and interview them with. The, oh, God, isn't it? We meet people with the dream jobs to find out if the reality meets the expectation. Um, and today we have been lucky enough to meet with Gemma Smith, a canine behaviour specialist from the world's famous Batsy Cats and Dogs Home. Um, so we're going to be having that interview around the half past mark, so about 30 minutes time. So definitely listen out for that. Um, but the main point of that interview is just to kind of find out what it's like to play with dogs all the time because it must be so much fun. Yeah, but that's you again talking down her job role because she's a behavioural expert, but you just said that she's doggy social care. No, I didn't say that. You just said that. That's what I've said in many other times. You just said, he, you just said what it's like to play with dogs all the time. Yes, true. <laughs> but she does essentially play with dogs. She rehabilitates dogs. Yeah, dog rehab. Dog rehab. That's what Battersea Dogs Home is. Absolutely. It's just like straight up, that's what they do. And cats. And cats. But the cattery was... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's rubbish. Yeah, no one loves cats. But how you doing, mate? Good, man. Good. Well, it's doggy-themed episode, right? So we've got loads of stats to hit off. Should I tr- jump into them? Or how was your weekend? Thank you. Uh, my weekend was good. I saw you on Saturday, actually. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. And your your Friday night really like was a bit of an eye opener for me because Mark. If anybody knows Mark, they will know that he's gone through quite the transformation from a couple of years ago, uh, from where I didn't know him, but apparently he was quite porky, uh, <laughs> and now he's a slender little chicken. Um, but you can really tell that he's still a fat boy at heart <laughs> because when he gorges, when I gorge, for example, or, or like little treat day, I'll have a half pack of biscuits. You know, oh, Snickers. A pack of biscuits. Yeah. When Mark gorges, like he did on Friday night, he had two curries. <laughs> I know, and I regret telling you that now. Yeah. And then on f- Saturday, we had a, a little breakfast together, a greasy spoon, which I had to like twist his ear to go into because he just wanted to go to like a gastro pub. <laughs> uh, Mark, I had the, uh, the, the normal fry-up, which is uh, two bits of bacon, sausage, you know, hash browns, etc. Mark did that plus chips. Yeah. Chip breakfast, though. When but- you're in the greasy spoon. This banging. Yeah, it's delicious, but do you not just disgusting, isn't it? Oh, come on. This is coming from the bloke who just now, and I said, do you want to share the Mars bar? You looked at me like I was dirt, and then you're like, I'm eating that entire Mars bar. It's because who shares Mars bars? They're small anyway. But a Mars bar is just like a big chunk of fat. Yeah. Probably worse than you're a big. <laughs> you're a big chunk of fat, mate. <laughs> Probably worse than a double curry. Yeah, well, and you know. I'm not the one who's no longer allowed to eat sweets because they ate so much as a child that their teeth are soft. Yeah, but at least I can kind of moderate things. You're either like one thing or the other. You're either there just eating like seeds or just chowing <laughs> down on three separate down, like sagaloos. It's like, chill out. I eat cauliflower rice now. Have you had cauliflower rice? Yeah, I went to a phase. Nothing <laughs> stinks more than cauliflower Do rice. Do you buy it pre-grated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frozen. And you put it in the bag for four minutes and your house smells like garbage. Nice. <laughs> That's the tasty stuff. I used to make my own uh, I used to make my own don't know why I went to all South Africa I used to make my own cauliflower rice by literally grating cauliflower and that is a yeah. gruelling task and not very rewarding as I was well. gonna, like, it must take you like an hour <laughs> I was literally there just like oh my word and then you, you whip it up and it's like there's barely enough here anyway because it, it's like mushrooms they dissolve Yeah. but anyway this isn't the point of the show talking no. about like life hacks pets animals and gen rule Animals and Jenny, give us some stats on animals and why we think, and you guys have asked to speak to someone who works with animals. 
Yes, okay, thanks for that convoluted <laughs> intro. Okay, the stats I found are around pet populations from the RSPCA. How many pets do you reckon, all pets, how many do you reckon there are in the UK? God, I like. to, and there's millions. Okay, three million. There's 57 million pets. 40% of households own a pet. Jeez. But then that would mean there's like 114 million people in the UK, right? No. No? Because people might have two pets. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 But at the same time, that is, like, there's 70 million people in the UK or something, isn't there? Yeah, I know that there's not on, just on the record. He doesn't. Look I know he's so cute, he's getting all sweaty now. He's like, oh no, I didn't realise. Hey, so, there's 16 million fish. I can get that. People love fish and it's easy. My friend Dave, he's in China right now. You made him up. I didn't. He's a real person. <laughs> mate, he lives, oh, Dave Machin, uh, getting a shout out there. Uh, he had a goldfish for 14 years. Wow. Because yeah. they uh, they can grow to big boys. Yeah, like by the end of it, it almost looked like a carp. You know, yeah. it was, and it, like, everyone was like, obviously died. And it was like, no, you should see this poor fish. They should have put it out of its misery because yeah. it was really big. <laughs> and they did keep getting a bigger cage, but it was still like, that's a sad looking fish. Cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just shove it in a dry cage. <laughs> it was so hard to keep that filled with all the holes. I stuff. want... Have you ever won one at a circus, goldfish? No, because I don't live in America. Not circus, a fairground ride. Yeah. I want a goldfish. Where do you go to the fairground ride? Becky Fair was, when you were younger, that's where you used to go and chavs would scare you out of the village. Yeah. You know those sort of nighttime events where chavs use it as their time to absolutely destroy everyone else? Absolutely. I remember being in the common for the, uh, it's Southampton Common, not Clapham, uh, Southampton Common as a child and as a child, as a, like a 14 year old. And going there and there being like loads of the uh, carnival folk uh, about and me putting my uh, bike down for a second and this like actual seven-year-old girl coming over being like, I'm going to have your bike. <laughs> and me being like, no, you're not. And it was like, well, my brothers are in the bush and they'll stab you. And it was like, right. <laughs> and then I literally, I didn't give it to her. I still ran away. But I was like, that is yeah. the most terrifying thing that's ever happened. I had that. I Well, no, this Becky Fair, it was like, get the train in, get the goldfish, get out as quick as possible so it's like an army operation I feel like that's probably what your parents were saying as well for me I was just like running around scrapping <laughs> my mum was furious that I brought home that goldfish really because she ended up having to look after it and she's called Jane and the neighbours called that goldfish Jane when they looked after it what you gave it to the go- gave it to the neighbours to look after well when we went on halls I felt a bit bad because I think I won it really I was really old when I went I, I think I won it when I was like 18 <laughs> and I went to uni <laughs> I was like here's a goldfish I'm off. <laughs> yeah, make sure it looks after. Yeah, I remember catching a crab once uh, in Portsmouth, what and type? this is a uh, what type? Yeah, yeah, just uh, Oceana. Uh, no, I caught a crab in Portsmouth Harbour. Uh, there's a great crabbing area around yeah. there. If you've ever, have you ever been? I love crabbing. Yeah, it's New well Forest. Fun. Yeah, New yeah. Forest. Is my neck of the woods. Um, but when crabbing, caught a crab, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring this bad boy home and like make it my pet. <laughs> Put it, and this is not animal cruelty. I was very young, maybe seven. Parents, though, animal cruelty. They should have controlled me. Um, but I took the crab home, and I was like, they like seawater. So all I did was put salt in water. No. Yeah, and it perished. <laughs> oh, God, that's yeah. probably the worst way. It could, probably had a really bad death as well. Oh, it, it probably just suffocated. Sorry, this is really macabre. <laughs> Any other animal stats? I've got... Oh, oh, oh. In, like, breaking it down by geography, where has the most? So... 40% of the population of Northern Ireland has a pet. 40%. Uh, only 9% in London. 
Nine, well, I, that kind of makes sense as well. And I feel like it's almost cruel to have a dog in London. That's dogs, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 40% of people in Northern Ireland have a dog. So walking down the pavement in Northern Ireland must be an absolute nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, riddled with dog feces. The little droppings of yeah. the little, little doggies. I actually trod on some dog poo last night. I, and we did yesterday at the military yeah. thing as well. Multiple... A little hint for a uh, future interview coming up. Wink. Wink, wink. Listen up, kids. Um, but yeah, I think on that, we've had some intros on the, the stats. Mark's given me the uh, signal to put some chowns on. And I think we might as well, you know, bye bye. And this song, again, I say it every time, is a real tearjerker for me. It always makes me feel uh, very emotional about my childhood. Um, so here it is. It's uh, <laughs> UB40, Red Red Wine. <laughs> Checking the songs, not gonna come in the next one. It's not, we're good. We're good, we're yeah, in So you're listening to Shouldn't You Be Working? It's Sunday around, <laughs> I can't even see the time, 2.15. 2.15. What a time, what a time to be alive. Um, so we are essentially flying blind today. I don't know if you could tell by that, you know, super crispy intro. Uh, but our producer, Joe, Pro Joe. Proto J. Protégé, uh, sadly isn't here today as he's helping out with the Wandsworth Radio Pantomime. The Wandsworth Radio Pantomime? What is it? Coming at you, it's Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. Cinders. Who's, who's playing Cinderella? Ooh, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more details on that at five. When we Google it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so he's not here. So essentially we are flying blind. Um, and we've actually only had his help properly once, and that was last week. So listen back to that show. That was uh, where we interview Hollywood actress Jenna Willis. And it was crisper. Much the, the intros and the outros are all very sharp. Yeah, and like he was counting us in and stuff. But in that one session, we've become incredibly reliant on him mm. uh, to the point where we now don't really know how to upload things into the radio system. And beforehand, because we have the had to the, the Battersea Dogs Home interview is pre-recorded, so we had to upload that in. Uh, we had Mark on the phone calling uh, Joe, pro Joe, like walking him through the steps. And Mark was so serious, it almost looked like he was uh, talking Mark through a, like, diffusing of a bomb. <laughs> You're like, which wire? Well, well I mean, I, I had to do it because you don't know how, you you wouldn't know even know how to open up the computer, let alone slot the tracks in. I agree. But that's the thing. We both assume roles. So my role is, you know, marketing presenter your IT no you're well you say marketing <laughs> presenter you have an Instagram that has over 100 followers and you think that you're head of marketing yeah but slightly more active than you um, it's because like Mark genuinely doesn't believe in Instagram he's like it's not even a thing it's not going to be big no I, I do go on Instagram but my I, my posting is weak yeah it is but and when he does and Sam yeah <laughs> pathetic and Sam gets angry because I should be, apparently I should be on Instagram all the time attracting new followers for the brand exactly saying that my Instagram at the Sam Peck which I think is actually really cringe but it's too late now to change and mine is Shark Ellings hey he's getting involved <laughs> check him out but also you can get in touch with us here at Wandsworth Radio on Twitter via the handle at Wandsworth Radio or via our Twitter at SYB Working um, if you have any dream jobs that you'd like to us to investigate 
come through to us again on those handles, but best one is probably our email address, which is sybworking at outlook.com. I don't think the email is the best one. Yeah, it is, because we check that. We do. I check. <laughs> I have to keep entire... I, I keep an eagle eye on that thing. Yeah, because it's like the only thing that you do now to use. You're like, <laughs> the email's going to take off soon. That's a good one. No, I don't want... We just... I think we should, that everyone should get in touch via, I don't know, hologram. Hologram. <laughs> but anyway, we are here today to talk about uh, canine behaviour and training advisors from Battersea Dogs Home. And Mark, can you tell us a little bit about Battersea Dogs Home? I can, and I will. Okay, so 8,000 animals in their care uh, in 2016. 4,000 dogs, 3,000 cats, roughly. That's fair. At fair. one time? At, throughout the year. So I think 8,000 dogs come and go. Because we went there, you couldn't fit 8,000 dogs in there. It's like the size of a... It's got terraced house yeah because also like when we were there just we will share some pictures because I actually will do this like unlike the previous times yeah. we said we share things because yeah it's because we want people to listen to the podcast um, so we actually saw where all the dogs live uh, which was quite cool because they, they actually have quite a lot of space would you agree Mark? yeah what the the little kennel bits yeah and also they twos them up don't they it's which is cute yeah yeah so if, if if another dog fancies another dog then they're allowed to live together yeah, and, and can do it. there was no, um, there was one, uh, there was one little pair of dogs that we weren't allowed to take photos of. I don't know if we're allowed to. Say. Oh, the embargo. Yeah. yeah, ITV embargoed some dogs. Yeah, and like these, so all the dogs are adorable, and you should definitely go down to Bassey Dogs Home if you are interested to get a dog, uh, because some of them are very cute. Um, but there were two, especially absolutely divine little pooches, yeah. uh, and we were like, we're going to photograph those to death. Not actually to death. We're not going <laughs> to death. get not a really big flash. <laughs> yeah. Like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, um, but. We were like, let's take some photos of them. And the person who was walking us around, the head of PR, was like, sorry, Paul O'Grady's got those dogs. Yeah. And it was like, oh, classic yeah. Paul. So camera's down. It's like, Paul's got those. Little cute little man. Yeah, beating us to the uh, punch again. He's just one step ahead of us. Exactly. <laughs> Everywhere we go, O'Grady's done it. We Luckily, we, we nabbed Jenna Willis before before Paul did, yeah. you know, the Hollywood actress, by the way. Which was uh, last week. Which was last week. But any other Battersea Dogs-related stats? 403 employees. It's quite a lot. That's a lot. Well, the thing is, they're over three sites as well, aren't they? They're not just in Battersea. They've got a winter site. A winter site? They, she spoke about it. This is what, something the, that we should definitely know. Yeah, the Canary Islands. Like, yeah. what, like Winter Sun or what? Yeah, they fly the dogs out to the Canary Islands. That's, that's where your money's going, guys. Uh, well, speaking of money, £18.4 million spent each year on Battersea Dogs Home, taking care of little little puppies, little catches. So that's uh, something that you should know about because it's obviously very expensive to keep these little dogs uh, safe and clothed and yeah. you know trimmed and they do keep them clothed you remember that grey they, 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 people knit little jumpers for greyhounds because yeah. greyhounds are such skinny little rats yeah I'm not gonna lie just like when a dog's got a coat on you kind of think maybe the dog shouldn't have a coat and it's probably going to be fine because for hundreds of years they've survived without coats. Yeah, it's a tough one isn't it because you don't really, there's no way of knowing unless it's shivering its little booty yeah but <laughs> it is but at the, the same time it's just kind of like it will be fine, and not to be critical, but like, should dogs survive if they're cold? Oh, don't, <laughs> no, don't go down. I'm road. joking. I am joking. <laughs> that is that was Mark Ellings who said that. No, that wasn't. And do you want to know the average stays for a for a cat and a dog? Yes. Can I guess which one's longer? 
Yes. So I think cats will be there longer than dogs. Because no one wants cats. Because no one wants cats. <laughs> Cause also, because I think, like, we were set, we, we find this out in the interview, which is going to come up in about 10 minutes' time, um, that, or, or any minutes' time, um, that cats are, aren't handed in very often, are they? Or less no. so. Because, I mean, I think no one really owns a cat, do they? It's just they just wander around outside and then come in for food occasionally. So I don't think anyone yeah. can shove them in there. No, and like a cat, realistically, he doesn't, or she, he doesn't think of you as the master. You are scum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just there to serve the food. One of my mates, uh, Ella Davidson's got this cat and it's morbidly obese. <laughs> um, and it's a horrible cat. I've forgotten his name. It's like it's Tigger, sick. Tigger. And it hates all men so hard, Tigger. It hates all men really low. So her like ex-boyfriend or something, I think, went round um, to like stroke it, and it sprayed him straight in the face. Oh, yeah. and that's like brutal. Jeez, the smell must have been horrendous, intense. Yeah, and on that, I think it's time for one thing. Unless you've got another one. No, no, no. Oh yeah, we stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, dogs is thirty days. Cats is 22, less. 22. And also, um, they reunited 500 dogs with their owners. So lost dogs go to oh, Battersea. That's nice. 500 little pooches. They should, if they've got their marketing hat on, which I'm pretty certain they do, they should have like loads of great doggy and owner reunited story on Instagram. Yeah, well, maybe you should tell them that. Maybe I will, because we've actually got their number now. Um, and so, yeah, that interview with a canine behaviour specialist will be coming up in approximately 12 minutes. So uh, listen out to that. I say approximately because I don't know. And we're going to go to a song that we've all heard so much, because it's good and it's Christmas. It's Do They Know It's Christmas Time At All. By Band Aid 2. Oh, it's the new Band- one. Oh, Do you like this one more or less? I, I don't like either of them. No, I'm not a mad fan, but let's go for it. And we're back. Um, that song is actually awful isn't it yeah that is like a karaoke version of the first one because yeah it's, it's like we actually did the karaoke version the other day didn't we do we yeah when we were at the Wandsworth Christmas party oh yeah it all got a bit hazy <laughs> I think we might have had one or two many lagers so. <laughs> well when you give us one tiny award we will take it to our heads yeah because yeah we won um, I don't think we said it last week but we won best newcomer yeah. at Wandsworth Radio which we're very happy and honoured to uh, win and we didn't we were both saying that we weren't going to win but then when we did win it, it went straight to our heads yeah exactly and like we were sat there at the little tables and we were like okay this will be fine um, you know we don't win we don't win it's fine it's going to be all happy blah 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 and then they said our name and I'm not going to lie I was practically floating on air yeah 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 and then we drank way too much yeah and I'll do it again as well because yeah. I was you know it's probably the best feeling I've ever had in my entire life so I think what we're going to do we're going to have some adverts and then Mark's got a very funny story about some dogs yes right? because I think what we uh, my, what we said to each other was like should we try and find some like actual stories, like news stories about where dogs have eaten homework? And then Mark was like, "What do you say?" 
Well, I was like, oh, how, what? When I was like, how will I even start Googling that? No, that <laughs> yeah. was you just walking in and going, is there any, uh, I don't know, like famous dogging homework dogs? And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? And I'm like, how am I even, why am I even supposed to just pander to you and go, oh, let's get on it right now, boss. <laughs> Googling dog eating homework. Because <laughs> you know exactly your place and where, where you should be doing. And I think we're going to have to go to some cheeky little adverts. So listen, do that. And then we'll come to our funny dog news story. Enjoy the news. Advert. Advert. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and we're, and back. we're back, I believe. But I think, yes, we're good. We are back quicker <laughs> than we thought. <laughs> yeah, that was a quick advert, much quicker than usual. So, so Sam, shut up. Okay. <laughs> Who has the highest approval ratings of any mayor in the US right now? I'm going to say Senator John Swanson. John Swanson. No, it's Duke. <laughs> oh, he's having a little coffee. Sorry, who's Duke? Duke is the nine-year-old Pyrenees dog, which has been, which has just won his third term as mayor of Cormorant in Minnesota. Minnesota? So Mayor Duke the dog. What are some of his policies? I don't know, but apparently he, he's the longest-serving mayor of any mayor in the U.S. Seriously? No one gets the third term, but Duke the dog has got it. Well, that's, that's kind of mental as well, it's, though. It's, but, it's, it's, but, <laughs> oh, what? Three years ago, Duke was a fluffy nobody. Now he's mayor of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just flying high. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to know is his policies. I know you don't have them, but I'll, I'll let you I'll Google just, it quickly. Like, this, and this is me again. I'm furiously Googling stuff. <laughs> Random questions that you ask. <laughs> it's what you know, is like, this dog's policies? <laughs> it's because, you know, like when we have these stories lined up, you just come up with a headline. Jeez. We need content, Mark. Well, we need again, it. This is I'm, going, I'm typing Duke Dog Mayor policy. <laughs> I think what his main policies are going to be around are, you know, more walks. Yeah, more walks. You know, more free time for humans to give walks. Squirrel ban. <laughs> no, not squirrel ban. It'll be like more squirrels, but like squirrel hunting okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Squirrel hunting encouraged. It will actually, it probably got really horrible policies towards squirrels, like, you know, less rights for squirrels. Yeah. Because they don't count as, you know, as creatures because all they want to do is get them. I want to know as well, what happens when a dog gets a squirrel? I feel like it's bad. Yeah. I've never actually seen it happen. It's kind of one of those things that you just, uh, you see him chase him, but you never actually see him catch him. Yeah. My dog, when when I was younger, got hold of a swan. What? Yeah. A swan? So big. Grabbed it by the neck. The queen swan? The queen swan. It well, was grabbed... so embarrassing. What happened well. with the dog then? I think the swan was ill. So, okay. And so my dog just decided to have a little... Just, just go went for it. for it. God, that was so embarrassing because other people were watching. And it looked, from the, it looked like I had set my dog on the swan. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, Terra. Kill that swan now. Oh, um, more mayor dog... Uh, Everyone in the town voted. A thousand votes went straight to the dog, apart from one vote which went to the dog's girlfriend, Lassie, who also ran for mayor. Nice. I'm not going to lie, this town sounds like it's not making the best decisions. What happens if it goes to war? Are they like, what was the dog's name again? Duke. Duke, we need your stance. (laughs) What do we do? And it's like... I think he'd lead from the front. I've got other other animals who've had public office, if you want to run through that. Um, Whilst I take a bite of a Mars bar. Pigas- yeah, I can hear that. Pigasus for president. There was a pig who ran for president in 
didn't get elected. For president as in of the United States? President of the US, yeah. Wow. I know. Uh, a goat ran uh, for MP in the UK, didn't get it. The, another dog ran for MP as well. And a cat ran for MP for mayor of Virginia. Virginia? Yeah. I like how finally, you know, there's been great strives in, in human society and they've finally accepted animals into into office. Yeah. You know. I know, it's just one of the, it's a good way to... We're moving in the right direction. When, back in the day, day they, they used to try animals like humans in court in America. Really? So, Classic Americans. Yeah, so like if you're... If, if a wolf savaged someone, then it could be taken in the live and tried. So stupid, isn't it? I'll really? try and find a story for it. Yes, please. Um, and I've just had a couple texts in. So James Mortimer, Jimmy Mortimer would like a shout out. Um, and he would like a shout out for his little dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's her name? Uh, Sally. Oh, that's, his, that's the old dog who died. Oh, God, uh, Bella. There you go, mate. What shout type of out. dog is Bella? Bella is a Labradoodle, very trendy. Is it looking good? Yeah, it's looking all right. It actually got, so Jimmy, I don't know if it's a very fun story, but it's a story. Uh, Jimmy was walking in the park with the dog, Bella, oh, and the dog got attacked by another dog. Oh, no. Yeah, like, and it was like a bit of a yappy one, locked its jaw onto Bella's neck. Ooh. Uh, had to, um, like, Jimmy had to, like, grab onto the dog and, like, rip its, like, like open its mouth to let the dog escape. Bella obviously was really scared. And this is quite a harrowing story. Um, and Bella then pooed. All right. And pooed all over Jimmy. Oh, gross. What a horrible story. <laughs> yeah, really horrible. Hey, uh, I've got a poo story. Go on. Uh, yeah, it's and a it dog related. dog. My cool. mate went for a, a run in the woods. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm <laughs> he yeah. went for a run in the woods. Got caught short, as you do when, you've got, when you're running. Sometimes you get runner's belly. Yeah. He went behind a tree. Next thing turns around, his dog's eating it. Oh, that is actually disgusting. And that is not what we want. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a little song to, uh, to to cover that up, because that was awful. And then we're going to start the interview with uh, But I See Dogs Home. And I'm so sorry to lead you in with that awful story, because we have had some interesting stats about the organisation, which is But I See Dogs Home, and how... Sorry, I'm yawning. Uh, and I'm, I'm burping. Um, oh, God's sake. I'm so sorry. Carry about on. how they can uh, kind of help the dog. And Mark, before the interview, will have the website you can go to to find dogs and also find the donations for. That's coming up after this absolute screamer. And we can all agree that Sugar Babes should be the new Spice Girls, even though they haven't made a song for about 10 years. <laughs> um, so here it is. It's Red Dress. Let's kick it. Don't call me baby. What? Are we going? <laughs> We're going. Oh, people can hear me right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Thank God I wasn't singing. Like yeah. you always get annoyed at. Yeah, it's because you always come in and you go. Like, yeah, like so worried about me. I'm conscious about the volume of my mouth now, my voice. It's because you should. You're like so loud. You speak the loudest person I've ever met in my I've life. I've always been told that, especially when I'm on the phone. I'm like, bada, bada, bada. I actually just turned you up at the worst time then as well because I was like, oh no, maybe Mark's been quiet the whole time. <laughs> but I think actually I've been more quiet. Dang, damn, Daniel. Oh. Um, but so we got we got to do the interview, man. Yeah, so we are lucky enough to now have the interview with Battersea Dogs Home, Canine and Behaviour 
advisor, Gemma Smith. Yeah. We had about a 20-minute interview with her, and we've cut it down to the best bits. So what you're going to hear now is how to get into a job where you actually play with dogs all the time, not just play with them, rehabilitate them, make sure they're loved and feel happy and feel comfortable around people again. Um, find out the highs, the lows, and what are you know why she does it really so i thoroughly enjoyed the interview when i was listening back to it so i hope you guys do as well if you have any questions that are like generic for going forward for like any kind of dream job let us know because we are happy to include them um and going forward as well we're going to let you know ahead of time who we're going to be interviewing so if you do have any specific questions uh, for example, we should be speaking to a professional uh, Call of Duty player soon. So if you are interested in um, that uh, part of the getting in the pro- getting involved with the process of questions, let us know via uh, the my Instagram, which is at the Sandpeck, via our Twitter, which is at SYB Working, or Mark at our email address, which is SYB Working at Outlook.com. Dreamy. So let's go with the interview. So enjoy. Here it is. It's our interview. Anything you want to say, Mark? No, yeah, go for it. Batsy dogs hurt. Ah, oh, did it wrong. <laughs> See? It'll be like this for half an hour. Shut, shut your face. <laughs> All right. Batsy dogs and cats home is arguably the most famous animal shelter in the UK. Since it first welcomed their first stray dog in 1860, it has rehomed nearly 3 million dogs and cats. Uh, many people would absolutely love to work here and we have been lucky enough to be joined by Gemma Smith a canine behaviour and training advisor from Batsy Dogs Home so thank you very much for speaking to us today no worries that's fine first question do you love your job yeah I do that's it's good great. I get to um, come into work and hang out with some awesome dogs and do some training and work with them through their behaviours to get them at home yeah. so what would you say is the best part of this job um, I think the seeing the variety of dogs that we get in and being able to work with them like closely to work through their behaviours and then seeing them go to their homes. It must be immensely rewarding as well because you know you're actually doing something that's quite nice. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, it definitely is rewarding. I've always wanted to work with animals, particularly dogs. I love dogs um, and have had them in in my life um, since I was a child. So to be able to do that on a day-to-day basis is awesome. That is pretty cool. With the, uh, like, obviously this is a great place to work. How did you kind of get into it? Um, I went to university and studied animal behaviour and welfare. Um, and then I've done loads of work experience and stuff with dogs since I was, like, 16. So I've always kind of been keen to, like, get into the industry. Okay, cool. And just on that topic of work, etc., you say there's obviously some great high points of this job where you're working with lovely dogs and you know you get to see that that the, the progression etc what's maybe some of the the lower parts or the worst parts of the i think the hardest part for me is actually when we get to build that um, really close bond with the dog work with them every day and then having to say goodbye to them and no you might not see them again i think that's really like can be a bit hard for some of us i think i'd be a wreck because I'd be growing so attached to these dogs and then be like, no, no bingo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm going to have to ask the really hard question. What do you prefer, cats or dogs? Um, I mean, it is a really hard question. I think <laughs> at Bassey, obviously, we love our dogs and cats equally. But for me personally, because I work with dogs, I think they have the soft, I have the soft spot for dogs. Uh, cats. I'd say we're biased to dogs. We love cats as well. Yeah. yeah. But dogs, man, best friend. <laughs> but with the, uh, that kind of, frame of mind of like looking at both cats and dogs as well what's easier to home 
Um, I don't think there's necessarily an easy way of saying whether dogs or cats are easy to home. We take in such a variety of dogs and cats um, for different like um, behaviours and things. It just it just takes that sometimes there's like individuals that have um, different requirements and it might take a bit longer to find them an individual home than others. So like, uh, as well, like, do some of the dogs just get like absolutely snapped up? Dogs or cats just snapped get snapped up? up. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> and you can't, sometimes you can't even tell which ones are going to go on the website and go really straight away. It honestly just depends on who's walking in the door on the day yeah. and whether they're like a perfect match for the dogs or cats that we've got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Mark has just nicely cut us, cut the, uh, the interview off there slightly. So for the next question we're going to come into is uh, where... You know, how can someone adopt a dog? That's what we're about to listen to in the next part of the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to have a quick song just to kind of break it up. Uh, and we will have the full podcast, uh, full interview in the podcast as well. So here it goes. We're having a quick song, which is... Should we have a song or should we just go straight into the next part? Have a song. Have a song. All right, it's I Miss You uh, by Clean Bandit. So we're now going back to the interview. That was a quick song by Clean Bandit. I miss you. Lovely song. Um, so we are going back to the Battersea Dogs interview to find out how you can get involved with actually adopting dogs and, you know, is it sad when they go? So should we go back in? Yeah, jump in. Well, let's jump. In terms of the... Pro- I know we're going a little bit off the script, by the way. Uh, but with the, uh, the kind of process of how someone could come in and, like, help rehome or, like, uh, like get one of these dogs into their house yeah. how, how do they go about it um so they can register with us online in person or over the phone um, and basically we just ask them a few questions to find out about their situation their circumstances um, and their experiences and what they're kind of looking for in terms of training and time and stuff they can put into the dog or cat and then we'll just match them up with what we've got available at the time um, and yeah keep looking until we find something that's perfect for them and on a slightly sadder note not to well on that but what's the most common reason for people bringing a dog or a cat in um i mean we see such a variety of reasons i can't really pinpoint a specific one like sometimes it's due to illness of the owner or they've got changing circumstances um or they just are no longer able to cope with the animal that they've got yeah okay that makes sense Jenna had to run there quickly, so we're back in now, and Mark's going to go over some of his questions that he wanted to go through. Yeah, so when we were looking at what's kind of most commonly asked, are you all right? I was just going to hold it for you. Oh, okay. Um, So, I mean, what breed would you say, is there a more common breed that's handed in here? I mean, we saw a lot of greyhounds, for example, is that... Yeah, I don't think we have, like, particularly common breed at any one time. I think people expect that we're going to be full of staffies and lurchers yeah. and, and mongrels and things, but we get really like wide variety of dogs that we see here. Okay. Um, and you see saw like we've got Pomeranian and um, oh, yeah. stuff out at the moment, so posh Pomeranian. And um in terms of like you mentioned staffs and everything there. So like there is the reputation sometimes that certain dogs are snappier than others. Is that something that you think holds true? Is that a breed-related issue, or is that to do with how it's raised itself? Um, I think that's a like really difficult question. Obviously, every dog's an individual, um, and 
there might be times where owners might need a little bit more guidelines with like training and things and that's why we go out in the community and we offer so much advice and support to people who are home dogs from us uh-huh. um, to help with things like that fair enough and kind of I mean uh, I think well, going off like that <laughs> make, at least it's proving that we're actually doing the interview yeah. at Battersea Dogs yeah. and Cats Home <laughs> instead of just like yeah. in my nan's house so yeah, there we go. We just cut out there because uh, we thought, thought it was a natural space to. Um, so we're now going to have another song uh, before we go back to the interview, uh, which is You've Got the Love by Florence and the Machines. You like either song, Mark? Mm, yeah, it's is, it is good. Mark's energy levels have depleted loads because yeah. he's hungover. <laughs> here, here goes the Florence and the Machines song. Sometimes I feel like throw my hands up in the air I know I can count on you Sometimes I feel like saying, Lord, I just don't care. But you've got the love I need to see me through. For the last part of the interview. Right, and are we going to go through the donation side before the in- or after? We'll do it after. Okay. So, should we go into the next part? So, the final part of the interview. Here we go. Yeah. So, probably final question as as the dog hypes back up. Um, so, what would you consider? What would you say to anyone considering purchasing a dog for someone as a present for Christmas? At Bassey, like all year round, obviously we wouldn't recommend people who are going to surprise anyone with a gift of a dog or a cat. Um, it takes such careful consideration and we'd want all the family to be involved um, anyone who's going to be looking after the dog or cats they are commitment you know they can live to up to 20 years old um, and Christmas time isn't always the best time to settle a dog into your home it tends to be a time where we've got loads of visitors loads of noise there's all sorts of things going on and actually we want the dog or cat to settle into the new home where it's nice and quiet and they can get gripped by a routine fair enough yeah no that sounds good so, anything from the other side? Maybe yeah, just, just one more question as well. Um, obviously, as with this kind of been a theme about you know that the home itself, as well as your kind of career a bit. What advice would you give anyone who's considering working with animals, more specifically cats and dogs, in a, in a kind of shelter environment? I think get as much like work experience and stuff as you you can. Um, so like, or like try and volunteer for a rescue organisation to see if it's for you because it's not for everyone. It's an amazing job and I do love it, um, but it's just making sure it's the right choice for you to have as like your nine to five or eight to five job. Eight to five. Eight to five. Eight to five. Eight to five. A long one. <laughs> a long one. <laughs> Fair enough. All right then. Well, Gemma Smith, a canine behaviour and training advisor. How good is that? We've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> he can speak your time. basic yeah. English. <laughs> We've thoroughly enjoyed your time oh, and do really appreciate. Uh, you know the the interview and the, the lovely guided tour as well. We'd uh, absolutely recommend coming down to Batty Dogs and Cats Home. Uh, and if you do know anyone who's looking for uh, a dog or a cat, definitely check out the website because there, as a first hand advice, uh, first hand person who's been around now, there are some very very cute dogs and cats about here. And if you wish to donate, you should go to the Batty Dogs and Cats Home website and give loads and loads of money. Give all that cash. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, all right, so yeah, sign off. Done. And we're up, that was the interview. How do you think it went? Uh, yeah, it was good. There was uh, there was some um, complications in the uh, yeah. halfway through, uh, where essentially 
the if there's a, a, ever a uh, incident, all the specialists have to like run straight away to uh, any kind of incident. They so have pages, yeah. emergency pages, like doctors, which is quite cool. Um, but sadly, and it is sadly because I always hate this time. It's the end of the show. But we sh- I should give the website for the actual donation. Yeah, Batters- it's Battersea.org.uk. I did, they've got Battersea, the name, down. Nailed it, nice. Yeah, they got the nice domain name. So what was it? Battersea.org.uk. And you can either give a one-off donation or you can sign up to a monthly. It goes up to 50 quid a month. Nice. A month. <laughs> and I'd just like to shout out as well. So we've got a few more shout-outs to do really quickly because we've only got 20 seconds. So shout-out to Claire Lavery, who has messaged in asking for a shout-out for her little princess, Meggie Moo, the waggiest dog in Warrington. So we've got a listener in Warrington. So you've been listening to Shouldn't You Be Working with me, Sam Peck, and... Mark Ellings. And if you wish to download the podcast uh, version of this, where the full interview will be, it's on Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, and iTunes. Tell your friends, because uh, I hope the interview was relatively interesting. And next week, we have uh, a break, but we're going to have some really interesting ones in January. So thanks for tuning in, guys. And we've got Dan on next with the Rewind Show.